Welcome to the Freelance Ads Club podcast with me, your host, Aggie Maroney. Whether you're a seasoned freelance ads manager or just thinking about taking the leap into self-employment, this podcast is for you. Every week, I'll be releasing a bite-sized episode. I'll be sharing mistakes I've made and lessons I've learned from my own freelance business. I'll be showcasing some of the amazingly talented freelancers in the Freelance Ads Club. And I also will be speaking to some incredible guests who will generously be sharing their knowledge with us to help us keep updated with industry trends. And I really hope that after listening to this podcast, you'll come away full of confidence on how to win great clients, how to charge correctly, and most importantly, retain those dream clients so that you build a successful and sustainable business. Welcome to episode number eight of the Freelance Ads Club podcast. Today, I'm going to be telling you about the pickle I got myself into when I went VAT registered and the big lesson I learned from it business-wise and how it's inadvertently helping me prepare for the R word, which I hate to say because I think it's self-perpetuating, but the recession that everyone's talking about that is looming over us. I do feel the lesson I learned this year is hopefully going to help me prepare. <laughs> so let me tell you what happened. So in June, I realised that I had gone over the VAT threshold and it was actually by accident. So for those of you listening that aren't a UK registered company, VAT is basically a sales tax. And once you go over a threshold, which is £85,000, 12-month turnover. So once your business turns over more than that, you legally have to register for VAT. And then you're legally obliged to charge or to add 20% sales tax onto all your invoices when you're working with businesses that are registered in jurisdictions that this applies to. So I had been kind of hovering comfortably under the VAT threshold for quite a few months. And due to the clients I had and the business activity that I was doing, I wasn't actually concerned about crossing over into the VAT threshold for quite a while. And, you know, it's something that I talked about with my accountant. So as a disclaimer, always speak to an accountant. Do not take advice from this. I'm literally telling you my experience. And then my VA, who does like some bookkeeping for me, said, Aggie, I think you've gone over. I was like, what? No, I can't have gone over. I haven't done anything like extraordinary. (laughs) But what had happened is I have a particular client who is quite a big percentage of my income and they're usually an absolute diamond and pay me way in advance of the month and it's usually about a week before and my cash flow is usually predictive on that so I know that the week before the first of the month I usually get this cash injection. For some reason they were a couple of days late into the month so they paid me the second or the third of the month and then at the end of the month they paid me early so they actually paid me effectively two months worth within a month so that tipped me over so I was like okay fine we kind of knew it would happen eventually so my accountant was amazing got it all set up for me and then from the 1st of July 2022 
my business, Wipe Your Digital, was VAT registered. Now, I've had so many DMs from other freelance ads managers saying, I think I'm about, I'm like on the cusp of going VAT registered. I don't know what it means. I'm really nervous about it. Are you losing clients because of it? And all these kinds of things. I can't tell you what's going to happen to your business, but I'll tell you what happened to mine. (laughs) So there are two things that impacted me. So first of all, the way my business was structured before I went VAT registered, 50% of my income came from retainer clients or maybe maybe about 60% actually, 60% came from retainer and I do a lot of consultancy. So about 40% would come from people paying for ad hoc consultancy or it's brands that pay me for blocks of time to just drop on a call with me for me to review their ads. Now, the clients that I was working with that were paying for consultancy are usually, or were usually, and I still work with them now, so are usually... Um, smaller e-commerce brands that are just dipping their toe into ads and the founders usually are managing the ads themselves. I support them as they get things up and running. And it usually involves me advising them on other things that impact their ads. So what their social media strategy is, what email automations they have, what their website's like, how it's, you know, the conversion rate optimization, all those kinds of things are kind of bundled into that consultancy that I was doing with them. Now, overnight, practically, because I did not have time to predict this or like prepare, my my fees went up by 20%. Now, a lot of e-commerce brands are VAT registered anyway, because that's just the nature of their business. um, And they choose to be, just makes all their accounting and everything a lot simpler. But there are also e-commerce brands that are not yet VAT registered because they are still really early stage. And maybe that, you know, there is extra cost involved with going VAT registered, time, admin, that kind of thing. So a lot of brands don't register until they need to as well. So I, on my website and I changed all my booking system and everything. So the first price that people see when they click on my booking link is the price including VAT, which I think is also something that puts some brands off because they don't, they can't afford that at that stage of their business. So once people's time started to run out with me, they didn't rebook. So I was like, ah, okay. So it did impact my bottom line. And The thing I would advise to anyone who's kind of on the cusp of going VAT registered is start building out clients that are VAT registered as well, because for them, it doesn't matter. They don't really care. It doesn't impact them. So one thing I would do looking back is kind of future-proof my business a bit more so that I wasn't so impacted because I did like massively have a drop in July in my income. It also coincides with the really quiet time in e-commerce. Lots of people going on holiday. Lots of people scale back the ads over the summer as they prepare for Q4. And also something else that is completely unrelated to VAT, but also hit me, is when I launched my business, which was in March 2020, I didn't actually start working with clients until September. That's how long it took me to get my first retainer. 
But I was building, building, building in that time. So I was signing up to different subscriptions. So I have things like Zoom, like on an annual subscription and various softwares and memberships and all these things, the annual subscriptions roughly come out June, July time. So it put me in a bit of a pickle because not only did I have less money because my consultancy clients weren't paying me anymore. (laughs) but I also had more expenses coming out and I was like ah this is literally the stickiest financial situation I've been in in my business but on the surface everyone was like well you've got VAT registered you must be raking it in that's literally a quote from someone that DM'd me (laughs) I was like oh it's not actually the case but yeah so I think it's really important just to realize that cash flow really is king and that has actually made me reorganize how I do my finances so I bank with Starling and I'm just going to tell you what I do to organize myself because it might help someone and it's actually really reaping the rewards now so there's two consequences for what happened over my VAT shenanigans and complete it's just my own experience in running a business basically number one I've got a grip on my cash flow and I'm going to tell you how to do that and secondly well how I do it you don't have to do it like that <laughs> like that full disclaimer I only do this you can like manage your finances how you like the second thing is the type of clients I now work with has really changed and that's not a bad thing either so sometimes these little dips kind of make you pivot a bit and you have to become a bit more creative about what you do so on the cash flow side of things I really looked into my numbers so even though I've got zero and I've got a fab VA who's on on it for me and I've got an accountant because I'm just not a numbers person and I just know I'm in safe hands on that side on the day-to-day cash management side I needed to have more of a grip on things every time those unexpected subscription renewals came up because maybe I'm just not organized but I was like what what's this come out now what's that 150 pounds or whatever I literally just have a note on my phone now so every time a subscription comes out it just note I just write it down so I know I can quickly review okay what am I expecting to come out in these months next year and what can I actually cancel so you know some things I forgot that I even paid for which again it's really bad I don't recommend you do that make sure you're on top of your finances <laughs> but I was like okay so these are the thousands of pounds and it literally is thousands of pounds that I pay for these things I need to know that at that time next year I'm going to have the money to pay for it even if I have a lean year so I've started creating a business buffer in my account. Now, I've put, I've kind of worked out that I need to have £3,000 a month to put in that buffer so that I can cover expenses for £3,000 a month. And that's actually on the low side of what I need for my business expenses. So I've put a target in my Starling. I've put a space aside for buffer and I'm going to be slowly building that up to £10,000. I'm way off it. Okay, I'm way, way, way off. But I know that even having a couple of thousand in there, when I have an unexpected expense, I can just move money out of the buffer and recover it. So I already sleep better at night knowing that's that's there. For those of you that think, whoa, £3,000 is a lot for your monthly overheads, it's not a lot when you break it down. This is kind of a misconception as well. I know 
people listening to this have their own businesses, but just because you're VAT registered does not mean you're taking home 8K a month or whatever. Not at all. There's lots of expenses that go into running a business. So profit first, like I I don't read books anymore because I just don't have time. Anyone that's a toddler parent will get that. I literally listen to all Joe books when I can. And I did download Profit First, which I believe is a really good book. And I, from what I could take from it, listening to it, I was already doing some of the principles in my personal finances, but I wasn't applying them to my business finances. So I have different spaces now in my Starling account, which I siphon money off to every time I get a check come in. So I'm just going to open it now and I'm going sh- to read out what my spaces are. So for anyone that doesn't bank with Starling, you can have mini buckets in your account where you can put money aside for certain things. So I've got my buffer accounts, which I'm growing to 10,000, which I haven't got anywhere close to, but it's the it's the goal. I've got my dividend bucket. So every month I pay myself a certain amount, no matter what, because I need that to live. But I keep topping it up. So if I get more than that base amount, happy days. So that's going to investments and whatever else I do personally. Then I've got my personal tax um, uh, space. Um, Then I've got my corporation tax bucket. I've got a bucket for training. So every month I put aside at least £200 into a training fund. And I pretty much use it all the time. So I, I invest a lot in training. And then I've got a VAT space. And I'm probably going to add one in there specifically for my subscriptions so I don't have to dip into the buffer. So that's just an example of how I try and organise myself now. And then just quickly, the other thing that I've done, which has massively impacted my cash flow as well, is I do less training. Um, I do still have um, sort of like my faithful clients that um, invest in consultancy with me but the types of businesses I'm working with change so I'm now working with more mature e-commerce brands I'm doing more work with agencies whether that's consultancy for them or white labeling I've upsold services to my existing retainer clients so that means I'm earning more from them so there's lots of tactics that I've used to try and stabilize what I'm doing but I think I could probably talk about that in a whole podcast episode on its own but that is literally, in a nutshell, how VAT impacted my business. It gave me a shock that I don't have a cash buffer in my business, and it's really important. And since that realisation in the summer, and all the podcasts I'm listening to since about recession, they always say, oh, and the boring tip we're going to give you is to have a cash buffer in your account and to have like your lines of credit sorted and all that kind of thing. I don't actually think it's a boring thing you need to have sorted. I think it's an essential thing and it's something that you really should prioritise. Like just even spend a morning going through all your figures, all your expenses and just make sure you know so that, you know, you can still pay for your heating and your mortgage and everything um, if things are a little bit lean in the next coming months, but hopefully they won't be. So I hope this has helped you understand what could happen if you VAT register and not to make the same mistake I did. If you're listening to this and you're a trained ads manager, jump into the link in the show notes and apply to join us in the Freelance Ads Club. It's a great community where we all support each other. If you're an agency owner and you need support for your or your brand even, then there's also an application for you guys to 
get support from the amazing freelance ads managers in the freelance ads club i hope you've enjoyed this episode and i will see you for the next one